It's Tuesday, February 13th. Today's WBFO brief was recorded at around 8.30 in the morning. This is WBFO News. A rally this morning at Niagara Square. We'll call on Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown's administration to increase inspections of rental properties in the city. Organizers say the city is failing to comply with the proactive rental inspections law the Common Council approved over three years ago to combat lead poisoning issues. Over 200 children in the city of Buffalo are poisoned by lead each year. Advocates cite city-supplied information that says 88% of the 36,000 units covered by the law have not been inspected. That rally begins at 10.30 this morning. A reported increase in hate crimes since October, the October 7th attack in Israel is prompting Governor Kathy Hochul to propose an increase in the list of prosecutable hate crimes. That list, the governor says, would include the crimes of arson, assault, and graffiti. While the designation of a hate crime would bring stiffer penalties, convictions are only possible by proving the crime was motivated by the victim's race or religion. The governor says expanding the list would give more power to district attorneys. And two local breweries are merging. According to a release, Community Beer Works has signed, has rather agreed to a deal with Thin Man Brewery of Buffalo. That includes brand rights and brewery assets pending regulatory approval. The investment also encompasses the capital assets of the Thin Man location at 166 Chandler Street. A statement from Community Beer Works co-founder Chris Smith assured customers, quote, all your favorite Thin Man brands are on their way. In abundance. An investigation is underway into an emergency landing of a small plane last night at Buffalo, Toronto, inter- uh, Buffalo Niagara International Airport. Uh, Cheektowaga police say they received a call for assistance around 6 p.m. after the plane lost a door while flying over Stiglmeyer Park in Cheektowaga. The plane and its two passengers were able to land safely at the airport. Meanwhile, police say they searched the park but could not locate the door. At this time, they have not received any reports of property damage resulting from the incident. Tenants at Elmwood Square Apartments are protesting rent hikes, some as large as $200 a month. Some of the residents at the Buffalo apartment complex received Section 8 vouchers through Belmont Housing Resources of Western New York, but Belmont is refusing to cover the increases. Tenant Tracy Stroud says she's trying to get by on a fixed income. We can't afford it. We don't have anywhere to go. If I can just jump up and move, I move. But it, it, what's going on with the rates and everything, we can't. And Belmont only allows me so much. Like I said, they're part of this problem also because they refuse to acknowledge anything that's going on here. And all of this has been brought to Belmont's attention. Stroud says residents are also dealing with rodents, bed bugs, and an erosion of em- amenities, including security. And the special election to fill Brian Higgins' vacant congressional seat will take place on Tuesday, April 30th. Governor Hochul issued the proclamation Monday pursuant to the public officer's law. Higgins, of course, served in Congress since 2005 and is now the president and CEO of Shays Theater. The WBFO Brief podcast is made possible by Canisius University. Join Canisius on Saturday, March 2nd for a Discovery Day event to learn how your high school student can prepare for college now. Register today at canisius.edu slash visit. Well, according to Mental Health America, as of 2022, 19.5% of New Yorkers live with a mental health condition, but over 58% didn't receive any treatment. One local organization believes their approach to mental health care, led by people who live with mental health conditions, could help more people access treatment. Coming up on tomorrow's WBFO Disability Beat segment, reporter Emily Watkins will speak with Kevin Smith, 
the director of Mental Health Peer Connection, about how peer-led mental health care works. The unique thing about Mental Health Peer Connection is we are staffed, or we're in an agency that's staffed by individuals with the lived experience. So all of us have that story to tell. At some point in our life, we were affected by either mental health or behavioral health. And today, we're far enough removed from our story where we hopefully can offer that assistance to wellness for other folks. Listen to the Disabilities Beat on Morning Edition and also All Things Considered every Wednesday. Also, of course, you can listen on demand at WBFO.org, where uh, there is also posted plain language descriptions and transcripts from those interviews. Auto thefts are surging in Ontario and across Canada, prompting officials to convene an auto theft summit in Ottawa. As correspondent Dan Karpinchuk reports, it brought together police, lawmakers, insurance companies, automakers, and others to address what many are now calling an epidemic. Authorities say more than 100,000 vehicles were stolen across Canada last year. Every five minutes, a car is stolen, some in violent carjackings. And they say it's time to do something about it. The International Police Agency, Interpol, says Canada is a major source of stolen cars. And in the end, the cost, according to Terry O'Brien of the Equité Insurance Association, is being paid by Canadian consumers. Defrauding Canadians through our insurance industry of $1.2 billion annually is nearly doubled by the illegal vehicle sales, thereby putting billions of dollars into the hands of organized crime. One city that appears to be a main target for auto theft is Brampton, Ontario. Mayor Patrick Brown says it's also become about safety. I've had two members of council that have had their cars stolen. I had one member of council who had his car stolen twice. I'm very involved in the different community associations. Every day on a WhatsApp group, I see a video of a stolen car. After repeated calls for a national solution, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government agreed to a summit. We're convening this summit because Canadians need serious action. A catchy slogan won't stop auto theft. A two-minute YouTube video won't disrupt organized crime. One of the first measures will be opening up Canada's police data to Interpol, according to the Commissioner of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, Michael Dehem. Countries will have access to this data bank of, of stolen vehicles. And with our folks who are deployed overseas, we'll be able to start working with these countries and develop that intel of who's the organized crime groups behind them. Meanwhile, the auto industry is being asked to improve technology to protect the vehicles from theft. In the past, the immobilizer prevented most thefts, but now thieves have gone around that targeting a vehicle's wiring to access the computer. And officials say it's become astonishingly easy. Better immobilizers are in the works, but David Adams, the president of Global Automakers of Canada, says the improvements won't happen overnight. That's a longer-term situation in terms of uh, you know trying to get suppliers lined up and, and that sort of thing. So you're looking at three or four years, and I think the reality is that, look, we have a a serious crisis in auto theft in Canada right now. The Canadian government is providing $28 million for the fight against stolen car exports. The money will give the Canada Border Services Agency more scope to detect and search containers for stolen vehicles. And the federal justice minister says he's considering options for tougher penalties for car theft. But some opposition lawmakers say there were too few solutions to come out of the summit and criminal penalties just aren't tough enough. For WBFO News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk in Toronto. In sports, uh, Owen Power was injured at practice Monday, leaving his status uncertain for tonight's Buffalo Sabres home game against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, The Sabres have lost their last two games. Don't forget to like or subscribe so you can help others find this podcast. And if you love it, leave a review too. 
the WBFO Brief podcast and the award-winning journalism of WBFO's news team are made possible by our members. Thank you for listening.